you going, Darwin? Strike the light, Brownie. How are you, mate? Robbo, mate. Another episode. Good to be back. It is done. Good to be back. Number three. This should be a, this should be a good one, mate. I'm pretty keen for it. Time flies when you're having fun, mate. Fucking hope it does. We're back again. How's, uh, how's life treating you? Um, yeah, fucking hungover again. Two-day hungover. Um, they, they, come, they come and hit you strong and hard. The older you get, the age of right about, 22. I was about to say, mate, you must be getting old. You must be getting old. Big very night. Very much so. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. no, Friday night was fucking... We got on one. Um, still recovering, but that's all right. We can live with that. Shout out to Henry Summer, big fans of the show. Thanks for asking, mate. I'm good. I know you didn't ask, but I'll, I'll ask myself. Uh, I am How good. are you, mate? I'm, I'm bloody good, mate. Thanks for asking. Pleasure's mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big week at work. Finished Friday night. Straight into the, to the, to the good stuff. So That's it, mate. Um, and also, have to be here in your company. Well, it's, it's my honour. Um, I've got nothing else to say there, mate. It's just... I'm stoked to be here. Okay, that says a lot then. Uh, introducing <laughs> the topic today. Firstly, before that, just a big thanks to everyone. Oh, for, I've done it again. You jeez, mate. Big thanks to everyone for what they're doing and how they're helping us out and sharing our content and sharing the podcast and commenting on it, messaging us. It's what keep, That's what keeps us going and keeps putting stuff out there. So we do really, really appreciate that. Bloody love it, mate. There's... Um been so many messages. Yeah, it's so been shares. It's been really, really, really great. Like really, really great to do something that's out of your box and a bit out of your comfort zone to then get appreciated for it is yeah, really, really appreciated. And most importantly, hopefully, maybe even just one person got something out of it. Absolutely. Just to create that change, hopefully for a few listeners and that's us happy. Yep, that's that's right. So today's topic, mate, pressure in your life. That's it, mate. It's something we all feel we're going to do it specifically focusing on your 20s but then it's like yeah we will but you got pressure in your teens your 20s your 30s your 40s your whole life you've got pressure to work things out who you want to be what you want to do all these different aspects and we really got to touch base on that because it's something everyone goes through from time to time so specifically in your 20s but yeah across across the board for everyone i think i think um we'll yeah. start with, with with school and i think there's probably some kids that are listening maybe they're 15 um, yep I know we have got some younger ears big fans of the show that age um, yep definitely uh, so at school there's a few different avenues you can take yes but my personal experience was the pressure for well to do ATAR and to do well for you yeah because you were bloody mate my school pressured everyone to do ATAR it was like not an option yeah. to not do ATAR I will actually it was an option not to but it was it wasn't frowned upon it was indirectly frowned upon I guess being a yeah, private no, school exactly. and that's yeah so, so for context, you we both went to private school. Yeah, not the same schools, but both went to similar type private schools, not, similar areas. Not private private schools, not the top private schools. No. Yeah, so, that's it. And like you, like your school, I was sort of the, you weren't frowned upon for not doing ATAR, but it was like everyone should do it, pressure everyone into it, kind of thing. Yeah, private schools pump out uni kids. That's. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have put it better myself, <laughs> mate. That's that's the but, idea that's of the going job. to private school. Um, and it isn't our choice as kids, it's our parents' choice. If they just want what's best for us, and we might not want that uni pathway, but we still go to a private school, and that's, that's not an issue. You almost, I think some kids almost feel guilt that their parents send them to a private school, or you're made to feel guilty. Your parents spent all this money to send you to a private school, and you were a tradie, and I think that's fucking bullshit, people that say that and have that idea about that, and, yeah, I'm not a fan of that one bit. Wind that's... the clock back, mate. Okay, mate. Wind it back. What time? 
you're at school. What time? <laughs> you're at school. Do you remember any sort of conversations you had with teachers or you know large scale assemblies where you were told? I remember in year twelve there was a big one about going yeah. into year twelve about this is your options. Yeah, yeah, and they were very limited. It's this is this is what you can do to turn into this and that and. A big thing for me, I noticed, was through school, everything was focused on what. What you want to do. Your teachers, what do you want to do? Your peers, your parents, your uncles and aunties. What do you want to do, mate? What do you want to do? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, that's important. But I think what is more important than that is who you want to be. Who do you want to be as a person? Do you want to be helpful? Do you want to be kind, caring, giving, humble? And I think that's missed in those those prime important years of who you want to be and putting time into that. And I think that's so much more important because your what will come when you figure out your who. But if you focus on your what, your who will be put on the back burner and your life will just revolve around what you want to be and what you want to do and who you are is forgotten about. And I think that's a a big thing in school that's not not enforced or in, in life in general. And I think I just wanted to put a bit of light on that topic there. As a 17-year-old, you're at school, you're coming to year 12, you're told this is the biggest year of your life. At 17. Yeah. You're told this is the biggest year of your life. So important. So important. of absolute shit. Yep. Because at 17, you have no life experience whatsoever. No. And coming out of, you know, uni now, I'm six years out of school, you're five years out. I've gone through uni. You're a cougar. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do. And I'm still figuring out who I am. Yeah. This far down the track. Yeah. So it's absolute bullshit to to tell kids. At kids that is the young right time. Yeah. yeah. At that young age to work out what they want to do, and it's and then you, you don't you don't you're not told all the other options. If you don't reach uni, you got this bridging course. If you get you don't get your ATAR, who cares? Doesn't matter. You have a six month bloody gap year go try some jobs get some work experience i bet you weren't told to take six months off and go for a gap year or go traveling or anything no, <laughs> no. It's and a it's genuine option your options are so there and you can still get into that uni course you can still get into this that and the other there's there's so much focus on that result that a ton number rather than the, the journey and what you can become and all this stuff around not just focusing on what you want to become i think and i think yeah that's something that's kind of missed in that prime year something that's just stood out to me it's august the first of august today as we record this thanks mate it's a sunday today yep this is probably a time where kids are heading towards doing their atar subjects and their exams in the coming months yeah it is yep you're right what did you do at school i wouldn't go through what i did as well but as we come into did you do the waste as soon as i figured out that i didn't have to do exams i didn't want to do exams i couldn't handle the pressure and anxiety that came with study and exams and all that whatnot that was just did you enjoy it i'll start again did you enjoy thanks mate start again sorry mate did you enjoy the topics though or that you learned at school like what i subjects? chose i chose home ec yeah. i chose the business careers these things and i i, re- I did enjoy them because there wasn't that pressure and i'm i'm really honest i blitzed them all i got the awards for every subject because i was smart enough very humble of me, I know. I was smart enough You're a smart guy, to do ATAR, but I just knew I didn't want to go to uni and I couldn't handle that pressure. And if I did go, want to go to uni, I can do bridging courses, I can do different courses out of school. And, yeah, that's just not taught or enforced. I had teachers like, you're wasting potential, like, what are you doing? I'm like, doing exactly what I want to do that's going to best benefit me. comes down to the, not the what, as we said, it's, it's yeah. the who. Yeah. You know, you were figuring out 
not what you wanted to do. Yeah. Probably more so. I was who sticking to my guns are. again. Sticking to my guns. Yeah. You spoke about pressure though, and you didn't want to face the pressure. People would probably say that one of the main pressures they have at school and during that period is, is parents, and yeah. siblings. Were you pressured at uh, all from home? Very fortunately, no, I wasn't. I was not pressured in one way to follow a certain pathway, get results. Mum was never, you need this result, you need this A, you need this B. The first thing mum would look at and the only thing mum would look at was a comment section on a report card that I was giving things a red hot crack. And that's all that matters really. When you look back now, you look at your study and everything. I didn't really like studying a lot of topics, but it's the mindset you develop from that. That's what I got out of school the most from the attitude that I got from focusing on study and that not the result, not the, the number in a test. It's the mindset and attitude to putting your effort into something, hoping for reward and putting your best effort into it. That's, you apply that to everything that you do. So that's what really what I go to school. Well, I did a completely personally, yeah. So what completely what different sort of pathway out of school. I got told in year eleven these are the result the results you need at the end of year eleven to do these subjects you, in year twelve. Yeah, you've got a number and you need to yep. reach this number to do what you want to do. I reached the number. I did them in year twelve. Yeah. I just sort of coasted through with this idea that uh, I'm going to uni. Yeah. Like. Everyone said I should yeah. go, I might as well go. Yeah. I was doing quite well. Um, did my ATAR and um, one of the funniest things I remember is that I was very nervous and I remember, funny, bro. I remember getting, um, thanks mate, I remember getting um, told my predicted ATAR yeah. it was decent and then I remember waiting for the results and then one day I was just so stressed about it. I said to dad, dad, I, I'm, <laughs> I did really badly, I'm going to do shit, please. And he just said, you know, like, mate, chill out. Yeah. Whatever you get, you did your best. That's exactly right. I was on the way to casino for the first time, just turned 18. Email comes through, your ATAR results. Yeah. And I'm like sweating. All on red. I'm sweating. Yeah. You can imagine the bing, bing, bings going off all <laughs> everywhere in the casino. And here you and are. And I'm like, all right. Fresh 18. The, but this is the moment that I've been told is the most important. Yeah. Single most important. I open it up. The best thing's about to ever happen. I got my result. It started with a nine. Nearly passed out. It was the greatest day ever. For about 10 minutes and then I thought, oh fuck, what, what, what does my ATAR actually mean? Yeah, absolutely. I got the, the special 90, Yeah, you know, loved it and then 10 minutes later I was like, what does that actually, doesn't really change me yeah. as a person it's or? It, it really is nothing. It's, it's built up to be such an important thing and yeah, at the end of the day, all it is is pretty much bugger all into perspective of, of the big picture of life. Now Robbo. Yeah, We've mate. spoken about school, obviously, and we're moving towards your 20s. Yep. Some people are transitioning through uni. Some people are working full-time. Some are doing trades, apprenticeships. Some still don't have a darn clue. Some are travelling. Some are doing absolutely nothing, and that's fine. Yeah. So tell me about some of the pressure you faced, you know, 20, 21, 22. Um, generally, pressure was put on myself for me and what I wanted to achieve. But in those years after school, I... I think I've had eight, nine full-time, not full-time, but proper jobs, not just floating around, do a bit of work here and there, like proper jobs. And I just want to get out and try things. And I'm lucky that I didn't have that pressure to stick to one thing or start an apprenticeship or do this, that and the other because I wanted to jump around and get a taste of everything. And I've just said to yes, to said yes, sorry, to all the opportunities I can that I know that I will want to do and they're going to 
keep me being who I am. I've had jobs that last two weeks because I was treated like shit and I didn't like that, got straight out of it. Money was great, fuck the money when I just felt like shit and just trying all different things and avenues and that's, that's really helped me get a good gauge of actually who I am and I still don't know what I want to do. I'd be fucked if I know what exactly I want to do and I think, yeah, that's... So what you're saying there to me is that although you had all these jobs and you were trying to find out what you wanted to do, yep. to me it sounds like you were probably more finding out who you were at yeah. the time and those jobs were like a self-development yep. kind of scenario for yourself to yep. find out what you're good at, what you're not, but also who you are within these scenarios. Absolutely. And jobs are... Compl- if you do the same job for the rest of your life, you aren't exposed to things that others are. And so if you've done different If you've done things, nine yeah. jobs within several industries... Yeah. You know? And that's that's not me. Some people might look at that as being a flaw. I can't stick to a job, can't this, that and the other. I'm young. I can jump through all the jobs I want to get a taste of them to work out what I want to do and who I want to be. And that's, I think that's another important thing that's somewhat frowned upon. And I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that perspective because it's, it's that's your life experience you're getting. And I think that is quite important. If you love a job at 17, you stick to that. And you love it and you don't have a different mindset after two years and you still really enjoy it. Bloody oath, don't change that. Don't think, oh, Robbo said this, you got to do this. That, I'm just giving the, the view of what I went through and that, that is okay to be like that. But then how about, how about you though? How so, about- so you've got yourself that's worked nine jobs yeah. in this time. Yeah. I'm at uni. Yeah. The same uni for four and a half years. I did Loyal. an undergrad. Man. I did a postgrad. So it's completely different things. And I'm, I don't think I really worked out what I wanted to do any more than you did in that time either. Yeah. Um, my sort of thinking about doing the course I did at uni was someone at school told me I'd be good at that, so I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate Absolutely. it, didn't love it. Uh, I graduated, three years flew by. People don't really understand what it's like at uni with time flying by until you actually do it and time you look back. fucking flies. <laughs> Mate, I don't know where time went, but yeah. I graduated. Yeah. And when I graduated, I was like, yep, I'm never coming back here. The next day, all it's over and I'm going, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And in the end, I decided that uh, I'm going to do a bit more study. I'm going to go back. And um, I did. Same thing. Yeah. It's been now four and a half years. Yeah. I've finished, I finished a postgrad and I'm going, still oh, don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And now it's like... Well, another year on and I'm sort of Again, working and I still don't really don't know. have a definitive answer of what I want to do. And I think it's quite quite funny that we're both so different in this outlook and what we've done. The conclusion, though. And look where we are right now. Would we have ever thought we were going to sit down on a couch and make a podcast where we watch the Olympics and get just completely distracted by what we're saying because we're focused <laughs> on something else? The BMX is sick, to be honest. <laughs> it's actually but yeah, and here we are together talking about this that we never thought we would. And this just goes to show that you, you really don't know what you want to do sometimes and you just go with what's working, go you're, with the flow. You're passionate about this sort of stuff, the TikTok, yeah. podcast, everything, right? But then you work in the wheat belt doing something completely different. Yeah. I'm, I enjoy doing this. This is quite, I'm quite passionate. I want this yeah. to do well. Yeah. Um, I like helping people, but I'm working an office job. Yeah. That's not really like, so sometimes you sort of do things that, as hobbies like this. Yeah. And you find out your passions and stuff. Yeah, you, you really do. It's and like, that's about yeah. who you are. Absolutely. And that can help the what, what Abs- you want to do. Absolutely. And that's, I've, I've learned in the past six months or so where I've ramped up my TikTok stuff that I put out and 
the idea of helping people that I want to focus more on and I go to work and do my nine, ten hours a day and not a single person recognises it. I'm in an environment where I put this so, so much effort into this other stuff and trying to help people and I'm in an environment where it's like you just sit on your phone, you don't, you don't, and that just, that really gets to me because people don't understand and I'm in an environment that's it's toxic to what I want to be and what I want to do and that's opened my eyes up to, yeah, what do I do want to eventuate, eventuate into doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all part of following what you want to do to work out who you are and yeah, rather than just what you want to do to make your money, do this, that and yeah. I think you mentioned money, mate. Another massive pressure, especially in your 20s, is, is money. Yeah. I think it's these days more than ever, it's hard to just come out of school and uni and just like start to earn really good money. It's, yeah. it's possible that people struggle to do it and then you're expected to look at buying a house. Yeah. Some Life people are having cars. to look after families. Yeah. Cars, you said that, like rent, but then you've got to have also enough money to enjoy your social life. Yeah, have the savings. A bit of money for crisis that happens. Stonks. These share portfolios that go through through the roof to the moon and sometimes plummet through the, floor. the core of the yeah. earth. <laughs> um, you've experienced that before. Yeah, so absolutely, have I. mate. We all have. Um, yeah, but money's a big thing. And I think another really, really big toxic thing is social media. We see all these people that are successful in what they portray and... Sometimes not even that's not even the case, but we get worked out. I want to be like them. I want to have that much money when they've got two hundred thousand dollars in debt because they borrowed eighty percent for a car and got a mortgage and all this. But their life looks great. But we don't even know what their life's like. But we compare to that, and I think if I had one piece of advice for someone, do not get into debt in your twenties. Oh, don't avoid it. Don't sometimes get a personal it, loan. Sometimes it's necessary. It, sorry, don't yeah, don't get a personal loan for something you don't need. That's my, I just, I had to interrupt there because so no, many people no, are taking that, out loans for, for all sorts of shit. But I realistically, agree. if you can avoid having debt for as long as you can, stay off the credit cards, even yeah. things like Afterpay, if you, can, if you can't afford it in... Zip, mate. Zip, yeah, we, we like yeah, Zip better. We, Zip's better, yeah, for the portfolio. Absolutely. But in my opinion, and no offence to anyone that uses that, you know, those platforms, but if you can't afford it in whole... If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. If, if it's something you don't know, I understand you I, might yep. need to borrow money in the situations. That's acceptable. I, I, I sorry. Mortgage, exactly. In my opinion. Yep. But if you need a ute for work, get a $15,000 ute, not an $80,000 ute. Yep. That's, that is a luxury you cannot afford that will put you so far back in life by getting that loan out, I think. And if it's just going to be for the external image of what people think of you and that End again, of the day, your car goes from A to B. Yeah, and again, that comes back to caring about what people think. It, it's, yeah, just spend wisely, I think. That's, yeah. I think, like, leaving the 20s behind and, and just thinking about pressure in life in yeah. general, there are some people, ages, you know, 50, 60, 70, that have still never figured out what they wanted to do and settle on doing that. Absolutely. And, it's, you, and that's okay. Yeah, your careers do change, your environments do change. Obviously, there's more pressure at those ages... Because you got family, you got mortgages, you got all this stuff, and I think you can look back of well, when they grew up, did they focus on who they wanted to be, or did they go straight into their finance degree and study this thing, and they went into this finance course? And now they're in their fifties. How many whatever. stories do you hear of? Oh, I did, for example, I was a lawyer for 10, 20 years, 
and then one day I got exposed to, for example, marketing. Yeah. And now I've been doing marketing for 20 years and I love it. It's Fucking a passion of my life. Lying. Yep. Like, some people, no matter what age, just never figure it out or they do later in life and that's okay. That's more than yeah. okay. Obviously, you've got to get by and you do things and yeah. everyone's got to work, but it's okay to not still know what you want to do. Yeah. Especially looking at... Sometimes we think, oh, I'm 23 now, I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, fuck me, mate. You're just starting, mate. You're just starting. That's why it is, I think, important to jump around and try different avenues and different jobs because you don't want to have that mindset. It's okay to have that mindset, but you'd rather have that mindset while you're young, not when you've got all this dependent... So all these dependents and bills and all this stuff that's added up and then you then you feel obliged to stay in your job because you need to pay for them, you can't try new things and then... Pardon me, sorry. It's and then right, things mate. just turn... No, thanks, mate. <laughs> things just turn to shit and yeah so don't yeah, don't listen to people that focus on your what at such a young age is probably my takeaway you have touched upon Take sort of how you've time, handled thanks. sorry mate you have touched upon how you sort of handled you know school and your 20s and whatnot and your growth yeah and self-development but is there sort of one main tip you would give to someone maybe that's our age I, I think what comes to my mind a lot is people look at being successful people focus on well what is success what what is what is being successful is it having all this money these cars this house oh, i'm such a successful person he's a very successful person that person that owns that company when i'm when i look successful i go when i'm on my deathbed when I'm 175 years old, Dark. Dumbledore's got nothing on me. When I'm that old, I look back at my life. I'm not going to go, was I successful? I'm going to go, did I succeed at life? I change that perspective. Again, that word that I love to use. I look at the perspective, did I succeed in my life? Well, succeeding in my life isn't how big my bank account is. Succeeding in my life is how I treated other people. Did I enjoy my life? Did I? Was I who I wanted to be? And that's for me is succeeding in life did I leave a legacy of a caring kind person was I humble was I this that and the other not how many cars did I have that's well building that's upon gonna, that yeah that's not going to matter to me when I'm in hospital building upon that you've got these stories about you see them the successful businessman the successful yeah. lawyer yeah they're successful in one aspect yeah of life which there's so many they might be the most miserable absolutely person at home yeah an absolute nightmare to live with. They hate their life, but they're successful according to yep. everyone else, right? Absolutely. If you can set yourself some goals throughout the week and you tick them off one by one, you get to the end of the week and you've done that, all different aspects of your life, Yeah. you are successful that week. Absolutely. And if you do that every week, you will be successful in all right. aspects of life. You might not be the best businessman or have the most amount of money. And when has that been the the... The exactly. pinnacle of life. What, exactly. What, who labelled that as being the best? If you can just do everything in life to a good standard, you can tick your goals off, you will be successful. Goals, that's that's yeah. what success is. Goals is aspects. a big one. Yeah. You're, you're a successful person if you achieve your goals. That's a completely different outlook to what most people have on what successful is. But yeah, I think that whole perspective of who you want to be and not what you want to do is very, very important in my opinion. And I think... A lot, more, a lot more people should focus on that and they're going to find themselves becoming a whole lot more happier. And just to finish, I really love the it's who you are, not what you are. Yeah, focus on your who, not your what, and it'll take you a whole lot fucking further. 
Just to finish, mate, with the giveaway. Just to finish Another giveaway. Another one. Same again. Um, share this podcast to your Instagram story through uh, Spotify, through Apple, through a repost on Instagram that we do, and you will go into the running to win a beanie of your choice and sticker from It's Okay Not To Be Okay, which I'm wearing right now. This beanie is fucking... I love it, to be one, honest. I bright, need to get bright one. pink one. I've I literally need... got it here. I was meant to give it to you. Sorry, mate. Oh. My apologies. Come I've got like seven of them. Who's um, running yeah. this show? You are, mate. I'm just the, I'm just the guest speaker. Heard about. it here first. So, yeah, we, we love their message and what they give out, and we really want to support that and the idea behind that. So, yeah, share this to your Instagram story. That's an entry, and we'll pick a winner X amount of days after. We'll figure that out when we post this, and we'll let, us, let you know on Instagram. Always follow us on Instagram for any updates that might involve this podcast. Thanks, Robo, mate. Thanks, Baron. It's been a pleasure. Bit of belter. It's good to get this one out, really. Really big one, this one, I think. See you next week, mate. Bloke to bloke. Bloke to bloke.